Welcome to the 6th podcast of Let's Venture. Today with all the news of Flipkart and Walmart coming together, I think there has been a lot of questions around the employee stock option plan and around how much money each of the employees at Flipkart will be taking home and we thought it's a very interesting conversation to have for our founders in the ecosystem about how do you look at esops, how do you structure esops? as well as for employees in startups looking at how do you evaluate taking of esops how do you evaluate the value you have created with esops and uh, you know like uh, somebody said that i think anything to do with money is an interesting topic so we are today going to talk about esops with me i have narayan tamaya who works with the axel portfolio companies to put organization practices in place i have personally worked with narayan for lot of questions i've had around let's venture and you know one of the best people to talk about to us about esop2 so now just starting with narayan maybe you can give a quick background about yourself and then we'll get started on the esop all right um, thank you shanti and thanks for giving me the opportunity to be part of uh, uh, this podcast uh, a quick update uh, long history i think you know all my hairs have become gray consulting companies uh, the last uh, uh, 25 years i all that i can say is uh, the last 3 years at axel has been very interesting i've been helping companies to scale uh, and that's the prime focus area and esop uh, or compensation is one piece of uh, the consulting work which we uh, which we do with our portfolio and happy to uh, answer my learning and share my learning with all the audience you know for them to be uh, part of it so let's start with you know what exactly is esop how do you define it uh like like i said before the uh, before our meeting you know esop is all about money uh, it's one of the components which the organizations use uh, to attract and retain talent uh, and it's part of uh, the compensation philosophy of the company uh, some organizations believe in offering esop as an uh, employee stock option uh, as part of their rewards uh, some organizations do not so hence it's one of the components uh, to attract and retain talent uh in the compensation and rewards philosophy yeah that's a very interesting point you made because i was just reading up about esop and i think if you look at history it's not just about startups it's also about large companies who actually use esop as a compensation tool like you know the large banks right they have been known to give away a lot of their equity in terms of esop to employees and that's used as a very huge retention tool for publicly traded companies but of course coming back to startups right how do you define the vesting period of an esop for a startup uh see interesting part is uh, uh to to give you a very high level view of uh, stock options there are many different attributes of stock options uh there are there are which means the nomenclatures are very different uh, and i think the more creative an organizations can be the more uh, easier for them to attract and retain talent uh there is also another uh, thumb rule to say uh if you want to have uh, an engaged employee who wants to be wealthy that means you need to have a very aggressive stock option plan considering the fact you know monthly salaries you know are used for expenses uh while stock option is used to uh, gain and uh, make you make you even more wealthier considering you put in all your efforts uh, working for a startup now keeping that aside uh vesting period is one of the attributes of a stock option plan uh which means uh an employee would be given the opportunity for his tenure and the number of options which he or she has been given 
uh, and this could range anywhere between one year for performance units uh, or it could go into four years for a normal cliff vesting linear vesting methods or it could be even five years so vesting is all over the place now once again based on what component of option are you giving them based on that you can choose your vesting to make it more attractive as a matter of fact you know in some of uh, uh, some of the companies uh, organizations have for performance uh, vesting you know we have they have suggested accelerated vesting just because you know for the performance they have uh, done and delivered for that year they don't have to wait for four years for the options to vest it vests at the end of uh, the calendar year or at the end of the 365 days yeah that's interesting because you know i also have kind of heard of companies where when you hire a very senior employee you can also pre-vest esops right so you can give pre-vested esops and then you have a vesting schedule but the risk there is that if the employee leaves within three to six months then you have esop out with employees who are not any more part of the organization and not part of the contribution to the organization. So I think that balance of the cliff period versus the vesting period is important when founders look at ESOP. Correct. Now, now as you rightly said, the, the corporate governance piece on the ESOP is most important. Uh, now, pre-vesting of options uh, sometimes you know, might walk on a very thin line on the governance piece. Hence, preferably the date of join of an employee is a very important component of uh, and stock option plan hence okay. anything forward looking uh, would be would be even more critical and important to make sure that the vesting starts from the date of join as compared to the pre okay okay that's that's a great point to remember the other thing is how do you look at when you allocate esop right how do you look at so do you give it to all employees do you give it to few people what is your pattern you have noticed in axel portfolio companies right as well as in vc funded companies and what is the best practice you've learned from that? Okay, and now uh, let me talk about the best practice first because the most important thing is this is for you guys to really, uh, all who are listening to this podcast to understand how do you build an effective and an attractive uh, uh, stock option plan. Um, the best way is uh, the pattern needs to evolve or the program needs to evolve during the course of the journey. You might make some decisions you know, at the formation stage or at probably early stage and the same thing needs to evolve when you go through the validation state as well as in the uh, and, and you might have to evolve to, uh, when, when the organization moves to the growth phase. Uh, in, in the formation stage, probably you will not have much data. You will have to attract 5 to 10 people. They probably are going to be your early employees. Uh, and considering they are taking a large amount of risk uh, to come and join you, uh, that means you, know, you need to compensate them through ESOP. Uh, in a much more rewarding manner in comparison what you do at the growth phase. So hence, first important thumb rule is which we suggest is, uh, do you know what is your uh, equity pool? Uh, how, what is that you know, you're going to uh, earmark for employee options? That becomes a very important component before you even go back and start offering uh, equity or stock options to the employees. So hence, the first thing is understand what is the pool. The second important aspect you need to understand is, in the formation stage, what kind of people you're going to hire or how many people are you going to hire? Uh, let's say you have a pool which you, which you, which you have suggested to hold, let's say, X or Y, but uh, and, and then you think they're going to hire, uh, let's say, A or B number of employees, but then uh, from the plan to the execution, probably you might completely have 100% divergence in of data, which means you know, you're going to just give peanuts to the employees you know, who come in the later stage. So hence, 
the formation stage is critical they are the ones who are going to come in and help you guys grow have a very clear idea of what's the what's the pool you're going to have and also what are the kind of pool you're going to allocate to the employees because these are the guys who are going to come in and put everything at the risk so that's that's the first belief now the second important thing is in the validation stage let's also acknowledge that your ability to offer compensation would start to increase and your ability to offer equity would start to reduce considering there would be an investor who's come in considering uh, you've hired uh, you've hired employees so you need to identify and model this around formation validation and growth phases in terms of how you're going to structure your esop plan based on based on giving an early employee a bigger ticket of equity and the next uh, in the validation stage probably moderately bigger and in growth moderately lesser this is the pattern that we have seen while the cost of the employee when i say cost of the employee the salary of the employee would start to increase from formation to validation to growth you will probably see close to about 50 to 100% salary increase in these three phases now based on this you can go back and start segmenting your value contributors now your value contributors would be your uh, leadership position then uh, the people who are managing and performing tactical positions and then the individual contributors in early stage it's recommended that every employee within the organization gets uh, equity uh, and and then the validation stage probably will start to shrink it a little bit and say hey you know what i would like to give equity just for managers and the leadership position and probably someone at uh, the uh, middle middle managers are a little bit uh, below but in growth we've seen organizations start to focus and look at it from let's say leadership uh, then middle managers then just managers and and then moderately lower to the individual contributors so that's the pattern of scale which we have seen okay so basically you're saying there are three axes right one is the stage of the startup that is uh, and the second is the contribution value of the employee and third is the salary of the employee correct. so those are the three different axes on which you should map all your employees correct, correct. and if you look at the pool right do you keep 5% 10% 15% what is a good healthy pool to have for a startup okay uh, now this is this comes back to the entrepreneur's philosophy or thinking if if the entrepreneur believes in sharing his wealth uh, of what he would like to create with the employees then recommended you know you, you preferably go to double digit numbers and uh, and then sometimes you might want to do a single digit but then what we recommend is wealth creation would happen when you have a larger pool and you should not restrict yourself uh, to make your employees wealthy so preferably closer to the double digit number it, it would be an ideal percentage uh, for you to have a greater uh, stock option plan yeah and do you do this creation before you raise funding after you raise funding because i think there has been a lot of questions about you know does the esop dilute can you keep a pool which is protected anti dilution mm-hmm. which is protected from dilution as you raise rounds what is your learning uh, see i as now i i would say equity starts the day an entrepreneur decides to start his company uh, he needs to have a little bit of clarity of thought in terms of what his beliefs and philosophies are uh, and start uh, allocating uh, everything in a starting from employee equity pool and founders pool and then also co-founding team uh, because not many of them would would uh, someone would have an idea but they might not have a co-founder so hence in that context in mind whoever is starting an entrepreneur who who is starting a company is a founder entrepreneur or probably ceo it's good to have clear clarity of thought 
in terms of what is that he is going to allocate for each one of them a mental model nothing on paper but a mental model of you know how each of these translates into creating wealth for the employee because creating wealth is a mechanism to attract and retain the best of talent and that's the primary objective yes so now that we're talking about wealth right a lot of wealth only gets created when you're able to exercise those options mm. right so can you talk a little bit about the strike price the buying buying price i mean there are a lot of terminologies used around esop which i think could get very confusing to a founder mm. so in context of the indian ecosystem can you talk about uh, the different price points for esop as i earlier said there are multiple different uh, stock option components you know which are available to us either you can give an employee rsu restricted stock unit or you can give an employee uh, stock option uh, or you can uh, give multi multiple formats of options or unit you know which which are available today so what is rsu now restricted, restricted stock unit yes. these are zero value options okay which are given to an employee okay now uh, and how is it different from esop now esop now esop is largely defined in the context of the conversation that you know it is given to an employee at the price at which the employee joins and the value of the company okay. which means to say if the value of the organization is at 100 million yes. that means you know an employee stock option plan or the strike price of the RS, or of the stock option would be at a price uh, greater than 0 okay. and based on the value of the company okay right now that's a difference between rsu and the stock option now the interesting point is as entrepreneurs you need to understand if you give an employee if you give an employee at a strike price which means you know uh, to give you even more specific example if an when when you started the company probably your uh, value of a rsu or a stock option would be let's say at $1 as and when the company moves on from a formation state to a validation state your stock option price would be anywhere between 10 to $12 which means to say when a new employee joins when your valuation of the company per unit is at $12 you're going to give him at $12 okay. that means the threshold which the employee makes is going to be anywhere over and above 12 which means the company needs to move to 15 18 20 22 24 and 28 for the employee to make money so that's why you say the earlier an employee joins the company the more money you make the, because the difference in value builds up value builds up Yes. So, so in this context, if you see, if if an employee joins at twelve, and if the company uh, uh, gets does the next round of fundraising, or if the if the employee leaves when the option uh, uh, when he leaves the company when the company is at let's say eighteen or nineteen dollars, which means the threshold or the benchmark he makes is anywhere between seven uh, dollars. Okay. Uh, sorry, six dollars. Now that six dollars is the profit which the employee makes. while he needs to pay back the 12 dollars to the company yes and that hence the strike price plays a very important role now let's take an example of a zero value stock unit which is offered to an employee at zero price or an rsu which is offered at a zero price which means to say the employee threshold could be at 18 dollars as compared to 6 dollars in both the formats okay okay so now that we talked about employee leaving i think it's a good point you know when an employee leaves like there's been a lot of conversation what should be the kind of the time period by which the employee exercises his vested stock option should it be 3 months or should it be an open period 
so that the company does not have too many shareholders and at any point of time when there is a liquidation event on or when there is an exit you're not going out you don't have to reach out to sh- so many shareholders to get back signature so what again what is your uh, best practice say that what i've learned here is if you have your options at zero unit or a price or your unit at zero price that means you know employee will never have to exercise or pay any perquisite value of tax and you know he can easily keep it for as long as he want now as in when you bring it to let's say uh, 12 15 or 18 or 20 dollars or probably it could be 100 200 or 300 rupees uh, per unit then the tax bracket would kick in okay. so which means employee will have to buy them the day he leaves the company okay to make sure that you know the unit is with him until the next strategic buyout happens through an ipo or through a secondary sale yes which means how many employees are really confident of buying that back from a startup yes. so that becomes a point of conversation so hence the best case scenario recommended uh, and we've seen this is 6 three to six months for an option to exercise and and buying it from the company and in case if the employee is not really interested that means that you know, it 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 forfeits the day uh, or the 90 day uh, the end of the 90 day period and then once the employee buys in then it is going to be open for the next 10 years okay okay so that again you just use the word buyback mm-hmm. i think there has been a lot of news about companies which are saying i want to spend 100 million buying back i want to spend 10 million buying back employee shares what does it mean to 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 the startup ecosystem see buying back uh is is an interesting entrepreneur founders and the investors believe to make sure that the wealth creation is transferred to the employee through the process uh and considering the employees have worked hard to create and build an organization uh, it's important they are rewarded hence buying buying back means the in the new investor who's going to come in uh is willing to buy back the employee options uh at a price which is agreed by the board uh and specific to the valuation of the company okay. so hence buying back means whatever as I, in the similar previous example which i gave if the employee has been offered an rsu or a equity unit at zero price uh that means and 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 when these when the stock buy in happens if the value of the stock unit is at 12 dollars that means the employee makes 12 dollars per unit in in the other example we can say if the employee was offered 12 dollars a unit and when the company went to a secondary or through an ipo the value is 16 or 18 that means the employee makes the difference which is 4 or 6 based on what was agreed upon whereas he doesn't he'll have to pay back that one to the company yeah so to all our listeners today to this podcast it, it is clearly evident that esop is just not a very easy term to use right there is a lot of depth you need to talk to a tax consultant you need to ensure you understand best practices in the industry so as a follow up to this uh, podcast we will also do a blog which kind of tries to detail out some of this information but as a closing note right what is your one advice to founders when they are looking at esop and what is your one advice to employees when they are looking at esop because you know i believe that esop is just a mechanism or is a binding force between the founder and the employee where you are creating shared wealth but there is accountability on both sides right in terms of employees executing to build the best company and founders ensuring that there is a wealth distribution which is happening within that organization 
let me talk about the employees first you you got to put all, everything at risk uh, and join us early stage company or probably a company which is uh, is going to market in the validation or or in the growth phase the important part is put your heart and soul the company will will do well uh, and esop is one of the engaging factors uh, because everyone want every one of us want to be wealthy yes. now for uh, for the founders the, the other important is the belief is it's it's a component for you to engage attract and retain talent yes uh, and it's a it's, it's a belief uh, it's a philosophical belief of each entrepreneur to make sure that you know, they share their wealth uh hence uh from the founders point of view give as much as you can considering the risk potential and your ability to make sure that you know you're getting you're able to attract the right kind of talent because the first 25 50 or 100 eyes are extremely critical because you know they are the ones you know who are going to stem and make sure that you know they direct the company in its in its right way yes and and, and hence that that in in that phase offering equity as an option to attract the best is the most important thing if you don't offer then probably you will be able to hire mediocre resources mediocre resources you know will bring you mediocre value yes um, so the choices between uh, hiring mediocre versus highly effective resources to come in and add value to the company yes so thank you so much i think what we'll also do as a follow up to this podcast is take two live examples from the ecosystem of two companies which have used esop effectively and we will kind of do that as the next next release on this on this podcast on esop so thank you so much narayan to thank be you. part of this thank you thank you